0: That's right. Welcome. Welcome everybody. Grand rising and good morning to all of y'all. Welcome to the day with Trey. I am your host Trey Holiday and I am want to welcome you to a terrific Tuesday on this amazing Tuesday. We have a great show for you today on the show. We have Britt Moore and we also have Sinclair Mitchell in the building. Um, I'm excited to be able to dive in with both of them. They're doing some amazing things and you know, I, I got to tell you guys, you know, when we have all of these uh, amazing guests on this show. As you all know out there, this is about inspiring you to always understand that your brilliance and your greatness is thoroughly appreciated by others. Salman, do we have the uh, on today graphic? We wanna make sure we get that out there. Thank you, Salman. Uh, So they'll be joining us uh, in a little bit. I got Brit coming up first, but I I definitely wanna share something with you guys in terms of how we here at Converge we're able to do our part to uplift Tacoma.
2: Welcome to Tacoma. It's where we love to raise our families, where we love to dine, where we love to make friends and simply have fun.
3: I feel like we're trying to put Tacoma on the map. And I think we're really trying to like reclaim our city and um, really create a space for especially like Black people black creatives, black business people to be seen and to be known um, and to also encourage like black business owners who are new or who are young. You know? And so I just feel like we're finding, we're finding our flow. Well,
0: this is the city of industry, man. This is, this is a wonderful area with hardworking, honest people that uh, we just want. We just want, you know, our quality of life to be high, be fantastic. and. And I think it's dope that uh, that Tacoma is really booming right now. And uh, it's a beautiful thing to see. It's a beautiful thing to see that it's booming and not losing this culture. That we have a chance to uh, redefine what Black excellence looks like in this area, in uh, the South Puget Sound.
3: I feel like what happened in 2020 in the world allowed for Black people to step into different things that maybe we have shrunk, or maybe we've been afraid to, or maybe we felt like no one cared or no one wanted to listen, or maybe there were things that existed in our own communities. And now we feel like there's room, that people are paying attention, that people want to be invited in. And we're like, cool, we're taking this invitation. I think Tacoma is really special and really gritty and um, has like so much to offer. And I think you're starting to see Especially in my generation, a lot of, like, Black leaders rise up.
2: When I think of legacy and when I think of all of the work that has happened before me, Tacoma did not change. Um, Tacoma did not progress because people gave up. It's because the leaders who founded our Tacoma Urban League over 50 years ago, the leaders that changed the trajectory of education at our local institutions like Tacoma Community College, who stood up um, and spoke out against racism, who stood up for social justice, they had stamina. Tacoma is rich in legacy and history and fighters and people who love and people who don't give up and people who have audacity. And that's what I wanna carry for it, that type of legacy. I love that the community in Tacoma is just working hard and finding ways to show black brilliance, to elevate black businesses, um, and to make sure that our joy is alive and kicking and we're providing different outlets, even late nights or family brunches, just all types of innovative ways to bring our community together and stay connected during a really difficult time. So I'm proud of Tacoma and proud of our
3: neighboring cities here in Pierce County. Like this is our moment to shine, and so we're like showing up in Shining.
0: Oh my goodness, shining indeed. What an amazing time to sit down with all of those incredible folks representing Tacoma at its best and brightest. And uh so thankful to all of the Converge team who came out to, you know, really produce such uh amazing segments. We have some great interviews that you guys will be seeing coming up soon. And up next, right now, we get to bring on somebody who is uh award winning journalist. Britt Moore is in the building. What's
4: Hi, Trey. <laughs> I'm so excited to be here. Day two of your show. This yes. is amazing. Congratulations.
0: Well, thank you so much. And I'm glad that you were able to make it work with your schedule. I mean, there are some phenomenal things happening in community. You are part of a great effort to really bring uh, citizen journalism and the, the fundamentals um, and foundation of journalism into the community. Tell us a bit about this digital storython.
4: Yeah, I'm super excited about it. It's a three day boot camp. It's the William Gross Center uh, uh, presents the Africa Town uh, Digital Storython, So it's gonna be a three-day event. The first day, we're inviting some youth, some middle and high school students to show up. I'm going to give them a curriculum, a sh- just like, uh, I guess, the Cliff Notes version of Journalism 101, how to tell a story, the anatomy of a story, how to interview, which is also so very important. And then day two, they're actually gonna go out into the community in the Central District interview business owners, entrepreneurs, community leaders to talk about what's happening in the Central District, to talk about uh, their businesses' impact in the Central District, and they'll put together these stories. And then on Sunday, they'll be able to present these stories to the community and in front of an all-star media panel. I'm talking everybody that you're familiar with in the Seattle area, some heavy hitters, um, some King 5, Como, uh, lots of you know journalists, people who've been in main major magazines, they're going to be critiquing these uh, stories, essentially giving these young folks um, the skill set so they can go out and report on community events themselves. And they'll be able to establish some sort of portfolio so they can get hired, so they can go to college and gain even more skill sets to uh, continue the the journey of storytelling. I'm so very passionate about (laughs) storytelling. I love it. Um, So I'm really excited to hand down some of my learnings to the generation coming up behind me.
0: You know, this is really for me what gets so exciting because, you know, uh, a mini may look at you and say, Oh my God, but you made you were at King Five. Like that's, you know, so many people that, you know, aspire to do that and trying to find their footing in their pathway. But oftentimes there isn't a lot of that. You know, let me reach back out. Let me make sure I take a beat and take a breath to to do what I can so that other people understand what it even takes. Um, and when we think about storytelling, Britt, honestly, it can go beyond, you know, those who are in major media doing it. I mean, I, th- I think that's really an ethos for us here at Converge Media was that we were like, we need to tell the stories that we see in our community our way. And I think, you know, it, we have to be able to inspire others to understand that, as young as middle school, you can be telling your community stories. Yeah,
4: community storytelling, community journalism is literally the backbone of like all journalism. I know as a journalist myself, I would go to those local community-based publications, platforms like Converge, to see what you all were talking about, to see if that could be even a larger story. We need to produce more young gifted storytellers to tell our stories because I will say, in a mainstream newsroom, it was difficult. I had to fight to tell our stories. And being that Black journalist, it's like this weight you carry. So we need to produce more of these um, journalists who can go into these communities, their own communities, be able to tell these stories um, and and leave a lasting impact on all of our communities in the greater region itself.
0: Yeah, you know, I uh, agree with you 100%. It's literally why I'm doing what I do here, right? But I'm so excited because, uh, you know, being in some of the beginning discussions about this uh journalism boot camp and storython, we're calling it. I was really excited because I know too that this is really how William Gross is also really showcasing its ability to be embedded in the community as a cultural innovation hub and allow young people to understand that they can come to William Gross to get these kinds of skill sets. Tell us a bit about how you got connected with this effort. I know why King was making calls, uh <laughs> (laughs) (laughs) And tapping (laughs) into community, but you've really been uh, helping to shape what this is going to look like.
4: Yeah, why King and I connected, you know, as a reporter, I'd be hustling him down for an interview like, hey, can you do this interview in five minutes? Um, So that was always fun. And when he found out that I no longer work at King 5, he was like, oh, and you're choosing to stay in Seattle. Oh, my gosh. Um, can you be a part of this effort? And in the beginning, um, it was this journalism kind of boot camp, and now it's developed into this story-thon. And he said, you know, what does this look like? What should we make it? And how do you think the youth are going to get the most out of this experience? And I think, you know, you were talking about the different forms of journalism. Digital journalism is huge right now. So it's not like you have to have, you know, a major platform. You just need to be able to get your stories out there digitally and then they could be shared, you know, wherever. And mm. I think that's the message for this um, boot camp or the storython is that we are all storytellers. We all have it within us. And once you hone in on that skill and develop it, you can do anything. These major corporations are looking for storytellers. All you have to do is be able to tell a story.
0: You know, I really uh, appreciate that you said that because it really leads to my next question. I mean, you left King Five. We were just talking about it. (laughs) She's like, oh my goodness, I haven't been in front of the camera in almost a year. Like, I I mean, you know, so that wow, the time goes by really fast. But you were able to take all that you really honed in as a journalist and a storyteller and do something else with it. Just tell us a bit about that so that people understand. It's not just in front of the camera work. There's a lot of ways to be sure that we utilize our skill sets as storytellers because stories really run the world. I mean, they really do. Totally. And
4: it's interesting. You know, I often I don't leave with this, but I had companies coming after me because they realized that I could tell a story. So there was a local PR, well, not a local, a global PR firm reached out to me after watching one, one of my stories for King 5. And now I work for that corporation. Wow. Um, they understand the value of journalists having that journalistic mindset. They understand the value of being able to see something and, hey, I can turn that into a story. They understand the value of being able to talk to people mm. and really bring out their stories. And i that's what I'm really excited about with this story, Thon, is like helping some of the youth really pull out those good sound bites, the good nuggets. I call it the good stuff because that's what we need to share because we are all so alike. We just need people to share those likeness stories. And it really grounds us and brings us all together, especially um, in a time like now.
0: Well, uh, you know, I got to say some of the logistics behind this, <laughs> it is, it is huge because I have participated in Africatown hackathons. This is really built up of that same kind of, you know, um, energy yeah. um, and strategy. You know, this is three days. Friday, they're getting the lowdown. Saturday, they're going out to actually capture stories, uh, right, with five businesses, Black-owned businesses in the Central District area. And then uh, they're going to come back, do some editing, try to capture it up. Sunday, they're going to finish out editing, and then they're going to be showcasing these stories at Langston Hughes. Yeah. This is epic because not only is it involving such a staple as Africa Town, and really, um, I think, bringing out some of the ideas of innovation that William Gross. Center is going to do, but it's also partnering with something so historic in our community as Langston Hughes. I, I feel like this is really an awesome opportunity for young people. And thank you so much for bringing your brilliance to this effort and making the time. I have seen the presentations, y'all. Britt's been putting a lot of work in. Thank you for all of that. I know Salman is putting the link in the comments there. Make sure you look right there and let folks know how they can catch up with you and. and get their kids registered for this amazing event.
4: Yeah, totally. Check out the link. You still have time to register for this weekend's event. Like I said, a three-day storython. It's going to be a lot of fun, and opportunity to connect with some of our local uh, journalists as well. If you want to reach out to me, I'm on all socials, TikTok, Instagram, Twitter, Facebook, at er extra er um and i'm always there down to talk just hit me up in the dms and we can chat storytelling it's it's a passion of mine i'm excited and I can't wait. I'm looking forward to this weekend.
0: Well, Moore, thank you so much. You are phenomenal. I can't wait to be with you this weekend. Oh, it's gonna be I'll be fun. coaching my team very strongly, okay? I'm coming for it. And you, you guys understand, you know, I'm going to be bringing all my brains to bear. Thank you so much. Thank you, Trey. Absolutely. Oh, my goodness. I'm telling you guys, I'm already feeling all of the vibes. It's going to continue because up next, we have Sinclair Mitchell in the building. Right now, Sinclair is a major role uh, in fifth... Avenue Theaters, The Prom. Can't wait to dive into it with him after this short break. Stay tuned. You're watching The Day with Trey.
2: As a non-binary Black femme, a lot of my identity is rooted in body. Once the vaccine was introduced, it was really difficult to think in terms of safety as well as autonomy. As a Black American, the relationship with government is very complicated. It's hard to trust. A lot of these conspiracies are really impacting people making a decision, especially with Black folks, to be clear about what we're doing. I think it's just a well-rounded conversation to see what's best for
0: us. Hey there, it's Trey Holiday. And of course, Vesa and I had to take a trip back to Market Street Shoes to grab some items. They always know what to show us. And let me tell you, we both spent quality time to be sure we collected some amazing additions to our wardrobes. Welcome back, everybody, to the day with Trey. I'm so excited to sit down with my next guest, Sinclair Mitchell in the building. What's up, Sinclair? Come
1: on. It's good to be here. First giving honor to God without whose blessings there would not be. Congratulations on your Emmy.
0: Thank you. Come on. You're doing great work for
1: our community and I appreciate it. I'm glad to be here.
0: Well, you know, I, I got to say this is something that elates me so much is being able to sit down with actors and actresses like yourself. This for me as a young kid who was hitting theater, when I saw The Prom, I I love going into a show not knowing what the storyline is exactly. and then being so inspired. I mean, I was welling up, Sinclair. Tell us a bit about your history as an actor and a performer on major stages
1: well i was on broadway i've performed on all the major stages across the world but somehow when i got the prom it was just it spoke to me it's the quintessential american story you know what i mean it's it's about a young woman who's fighting for her civil rights and they're being trampled upon and she needs help to make sure that she can have her voice heard yes. and Through song and dance and love and high energy, she ends up changing her peers, changing the town, changing the state, and changing the world.
0: Yeah, you know, this for me, I I just went to myself, wow, you know what, uh, I feel like there was moments in history where we were not bold enough and courageous enough to tell these kinds of stories. And I am so happy that we're evolving. It is slow because there's still so much more work to do, but it was really inspiring for me to to actually have this protagonist in this young character who really then resonates with everyone, right? It's like, it's this age old story of we have to, Press for what's right. And it does mean so oftentimes changing the mindsets of those who are stuck in antiquated thinking. And so you're so right about it being an American story. Tell us a bit about what it's like to be on stage with all those phenomenal characters and actors who are playing amazing roles. But I got to say, the music, oh my gosh, it is top (laughs) notch. The harmonies and everything. Oh my goodness. I was out there enjoying myself thoroughly. (laughs) You can
1: feel the love that the cast. Itself has, it oozes out into the audience. And everyone notices that we have such love and camaraderie amongst each other. But when you hear the audience response, just as some songs, and if they go, ah, oh, and they notice something just touches your heart, which helps a performer like myself give a little more, I'm like, what, you like that? <laughs> well, here's a little bit more for you. And here's a little bit more. So being here in Seattle, feeling the love, preparing for gay pride here, mm. and then being in a San Francisco for all of Gay Pride that month, we're ready to rock and roll and tell the story to everyone. And, and to feel the love from the audience every night and being cheered as you end your work night, yes. it means something to you.
0: Yeah. You know, I, I agree,
1: especially with the pandemic oh. I mean, I was out of work for two years. I mean, yeah. it was like I couldn't do anything. I had to wait tables and and do construction work. Wow. I was like, I need money. This is <laughs> this is not happening to me right now. And then to have this opportunity to tell this story and preach uh, inclusivity across the country, especially during this time of Trump. Yeah. You know, we need to get on the right foot because all it takes for evil to prevail is for good to do nothing. And you can see that the writers really felt that and they really told the story of the prom beautifully.
0: I agree, I I mean, a thousand percent. Uh, I think what I was uh, so struck by was the love thy neighbor. Like the idea of the like it's so it's so easy to say it. It's another thing to live it, right? And I think uh that song and that piece for me was just, you know, as the the young people were turning around and understanding like, wait a minute, I am contributing to hate. I'm contributing to, you know, discrimination. And I, I gotta do something different right now. And just the message of, you know, these biblical passages that I think obviously have been passed down from generation to generation, but living it is something different. And our country definitely still has work to do in that regard. But I think it's so effortlessly clear that when you really lead with love, you really eliminate so many other things.
1: I'm a Christian mm-hmm. and I know that one thing the Bible taught is not oh love all churchgoers. Or just love all black people. No, love everyone. That's what the red letter says. Love everyone. God didn't say just love gays or loves just straight people. And that's the message the prom is preaching, inclusivity and love for all.
0: Yeah. Well, I, I gotta say your character definitely struck me well because you <laughs> played Mr. Hawkins in this beautiful musical. And you know, you were one of the, the first adults really to be like, wait a minute, something is not right here. Tell us a bit how that character resonates with you personally.
1: Well, I feel myself as, uh, since high school, I've been a bully killer. I hate bullies. I hate someone trampling on someone else's rights, someone that can't defend themselves and being pushed into a corner. I'll stand up for them. So for me to play Mr. Hawkins and seeing this young girl go through what she's going through and a young girl in high school and still they're being so ugly to her and I can't stand it. So I call the uh, State's Attorney's Office, you know, and I'm trying to get as many people as I can to help me fight for her civil rights. And the writing in the show just really lends itself. It's such a well through storytelling, like your last guest storytelling and telling that story was very easy. It was very at least for me.
0: Yeah. Well, this is really exciting. I'm so glad that, you know, the promise on a national tour. I agree with you. You know, now is the time. There's always a time to be preaching such a, a fine message of, you know, inclusivity, of love, of connection, of community and what that really looks like. Right. Um, I also was really struck by the fact that, you know, this this when you think about people who uphold some of these messages, and maybe unknowingly, right, the idea of them waking up, it just reminded me of what I experienced so much when we were doing a bunch of protest coverage in 2020 here in Seattle, but it was this global movement of how, you know, hardcore people were struck by George Floyd's murder, and it, it, it's again, it's, it's, we now are two years uh, past that, and we are like, okay, what reforms can we put in place? How do we uh, create new policy and legislation that's going to be reflective of this new age thinking? Um, How do we submit this, this thinking and make it more sustainable over time. So it's not just the moment of 2020. Um, I think that that's something that we see here in Seattle. Uh, and and when you talk about being here in, in Seattle, there's so much, I'm sure that resonates with you. Tell us a bit about some of the highlights of what you've been experiencing with the audience coming through Seattle and how you feel as a person who's now you're breezing through, but we're happy that you're here.
1: It's good to be here. You no, know, there's so much to do here. There's so much to see. Every day I'm doing something, eating at a nice restaurant, seeing the Space Needle. I'm just ready to take over the West Coast <laughs> here, you know, as we toured through the prom. And uh, just spending my day, I'm giving y'all all my money. <laughs> I'm shopping, I'm eating, I'm having fun. And then I get to go and tell a story like the prom every night. And I'm doing it all, I'm living my best life.
0: Well, we're so glad that you're I'm here. I'm making up
1: for COVID years. There we go. There we
0: go. I think many of us are uh, agree with you on that. You know, trust me, I know, because I'm always like trying to shop local and buy black and I'm doing all the things. But you're so right about, you know, Seattle having so much to give and I'm so glad that you're experiencing it.
1: Well, the theater itself, we all know, is an escape. Mm. And sometimes it's more than an escape. Sometimes it's your healing moment. You know, you can have the fantasy and the glitz and the glamour, which the prom has, but also it touches your heart and helps you to heal, you know, and that's what the prom is all about.
0: Yeah, I could actually feel that from Mm -hmm. uh, my own perspective, being in the audience. And really, as you said there too, people resonating with the story, you know, right? And uh, I love that the theater has the opportunity to do that. Sometimes to bring messages to those who may not have seen that in their real lives, right? But they go to an amazing show like The Prom that has such a strong message and they walk away with a new understanding. That for me is like really where art, you know, imitates life but then it also inspires people to do something different
1: and stand up for others especially I love the fact that when we're doing the show during intermission some people who probably d- hearts are just too hard and uh, just won't soften but nobody leaves during intermission yeah. <laughs> they still sit for the second act and I'm like yes we didn't lose a single person Yeah, this is great yeah you know?
0: that, that's I know that's rewarding it restores for my faith yeah, there we go there we go well, I just got to tell you, St. Clair, I just am so appreciative for you to come on today to share with our audience a bit about your experience, being up on that stage, telling such an iconic story, really an American story, as you said. It's important that we see it and we get it in multitude of ways, right? Theater, media, all of it. We have to be kind of attacking this holistically. And I think with, uh, you know, shows like The Prom, it really does inspire me, too, because I'm like, you know what? We're on the right track. Right, right.
1: <laughs> Ents by Ents, We're getting better. We're not where we should be, but we're better than where we
0: were.
1: There we go. There we go. (laughs) And you guys are doing such great work, Trey. I commend you. Thank you for having me.
0: Thank you so much for being here. (laughs) You can look right there. Make sure people know how to come and see you on Fifth Avenue Theater stage for The Prom. I know you guys have some shows left. Make sure they know how to find y'all.
1: Hey, we're in Fifth Avenue Theater. Come and see prom we have lots of tickets to be sold especially for this month it means a lot also in San Francisco we're there for the whole pride get your tickets and I forget where that's okay no they'll (laughs) find it
0: they will find it well Sinclair Mitchell thank you so much for being here on the day with Trey I appreciate you thank you Absolutely. Wow, you guys, I'm telling you, I mean, excellence at its finest. We're going to take a short break and I'll be wrapping up the show when we come back. Stay tuned, you guys. You're watching The Day with Trey. Wow, thank you all so much for watching the second episode of The Day with Trey. This has already been a phenomenal week and I'm telling you, sitting here talking to Britt Moore and also Sinclair Mitchell about how they're showing up in the world. You know, I'm always wanting you out there in the audience to be inspired by the people that we bring on to to this show uh, so that you guys can know it takes all of us to be pouring in to make this world a better place. And I really wanna encourage Uh, all of you out there to get tickets to the prom. You know, this is a a show and a story that is not only inspiring to me, I know it will be inspiring to you as well. And something Sinclair said there that really struck me was even when somebody's heart is a little hardened, they don't leave because it's so well put together. And I'm telling you, the talent is top notch. The songs are amazing. And the, the choreography is... Is amazing, but it's also they do it in a way that is humorous. And I think he is so right in terms of that's what we need as a country. We need to be able to come together, go to shows like this, you know. Uh, walk away with some shared values, begin to change our minds and our hearts and move in a direction of inclusivity and collectivism. That's what this uh, country is really made of. It's people coming together to create and build towns, uh, to create industries to create companies. I mean, all of what we see around us is based on brilliant ideas. You know, find a way to allow your brilliant idea to shine out there. I want to, again, thank you all for joining us on the day with Trey today. Tomorrow, I'm really excited because I have Rokia Jones will be in the building. Um, Rokia is an amazing doula out here, and she's working with Tubman Center for Health and Freedom. They're going to be telling us about their Well Us data survey. Um, they put it out there in the community, and they have some amazing findings. So we'll be a little bit about health and wellness Wednesday tomorrow, looking forward forward to having you all join us then. And of course, for me, see yourself as a part of the solution. It is imperative that we all do that. I hope you're inspired by the guests that were here today so that you too can see yourself as a part of the solution. Until tomorrow at 11 a.m.